Good morning. Uh, I'm Brenda Tubana, soil fertility specialist at the LSU Ag Center. Today we're going to talk about soil fertility research that we're doing uh, here at LSU Ag Center, particularly at the Sugar Research Station. So. Um, First and foremost, I'd like to talk about what the team is doing uh, for many years. The very first goal that we're putting in into our, our as, as our our guide is to make sure we deliver the most up-to-date and effective fertilizer program. What is actually an effective fertilizer program? So when you say an effective fertilizer program, that means the fertilizer that you use for every unit that you put in, you make the most out of it. And for sugarcane, that means it becomes more profitable. And at the same time, you're trying to minimize the losses of nutrient that goes out to the field. And so essentially that's what the effective fertilizer means. But the next question is how does this uh, fertilization program come about? So there are several activities that we do. Uh, among those things are year-to-year -year trials that we conducted looking at different rates of fertilizer, different sources of fertilizers, and even up to the method by which we apply fertilizer, broadcast, um, side rest application, whether it's liquid or granular. There are so many um, uh, essential nutrients, 17 of them in total, but today we're just going to focus on nitrogen. I'm standing in front of a sugarcane uh, field that we didn't apply nitrogen at all. So the first thing that probably among uh, questions that will come in is why nitrogen? We've been studying nitrogen uh, for many years and still we're continuously working on it. Why is that so? Because nitrogen is one of the most limiting nutrient in most crop production system, except of course the legume system. And then at the same time, it is also very dynamic. When you say dynamic, we lost nitrogen in many pathways, such as leaching, runoff, and even biogases through volatilization process. Nitrogen cycle is very dynamic, which makes nitrogen one of the most difficult nutrients to manage. Nitrogen can be added to the soil in many ways, such as fertilization. Nitrogen addition may come from atmospheric deposition in the forms of rain and dust. Nitrogen may also be added from legumes when used as cover crops and in rotation with sugarcane. Nitrogen is also released from organic matter during decomposition process. There are many pathways by which nitrogen can be lost from the soil. This include ammonium volatilization in high pH dry soil, and even during plant assimilation of absorbed nitrogen. With time, nitrate becomes the major form of plant available nitrogen in the soil. Because it is very mobile, nitrate is prone to loss via leaching. Losses may come from runoff process, which takes place when cane fields receive excessive rainfall. When soil is depleted of oxygen, which happens when soil is saturated with water or flooded, nitrate is lost via the nitrification process. One of the things that you need to understand about nitrogen being the most limiting nutrient in crop production, uh, particularly in sugarcane, is because this is one of the nutrients that contain in the largest amount. On average, the dry matter of a plant contains about 5% nitrogen. Nitrogen plays an important role in photosynthesis, a biochemical process in the plant wherein carbon dioxide is converted to glucose. Nitrogen is specifically needed in the production of chlorophyll pigments which gives the green color in plant leaves. 
Chlorophyll pigments captures light energy, and through the light reaction in photosynthesis, this light energy is converted into chemical energy or a usable form of energy by plant. This energy then is consumed for the conversion of carbon dioxide to glucose. The process itself of this conversion of carbon dioxide to glucose is catalyzed by several enzymes, which also contains nitrogen. Nitrogen is essential for biosynthesis of amino acids in plants. When amino acids form clusters, it produces nucleotides, proteins, enzymes, which are compounds that serve as building blocks for growth of plants. These are also used for metabolism or synthesis of compounds that are essential for growth of the plants. So with that being said, nitrogen, when it's deficient in certain plants like nitrogen, the visual symptoms are very evident. And so for this uh, uh, crop like sugarcane, one of the things that you will notice is that plants are generally pale in color or yellowish in color or what we call chlorotic. One of the things too that you will observe is that there will be fewer tiller produced and they are shorter in terms of height. So we have sugarcane here that receive a little to none of nitrogen fertilizer and you can see a big difference between this particular cane over a cane that receive sufficient amount of nitrogen fertilizer. So as we walk here and you can see that cane here that receive uh, about 120 pounds of nitrogen, we have greener leaves, taller sugarcane and of course thicker uh, stalks and more biomass produce. It's easy to detect or easily actually uh, identify nitrogen deficiency in the field. And so uh, being a mobile nutrient, nitrogen usually uh, deficiency shows up on the uh, older group of leaves. And so when you look at this particular cane here, you see all the yellowing starts at the bottom. Okay, so you see those yellowing starts at the bottom. And I pluck out these leaves because there's also a pattern by which nitrogen deficiency starts to occur in this individual leaf. So when it is nitrogen deficiency, what you'll notice is the yellowing starts at the very tip of the leaf. And it progresses through the midriff until the whole leaf becomes yellowish. If it's not treated, what's going to happen is that some leaf tissue will become necrotic or dead spot and, or, or what you call dying and that will result to the entire leaf becoming brownish in color. So this is one way by which you can diagnose nitrogen deficiency in the field. In most of our nitrogen response field trials, cane which did not receive nitrogen fertilizer has shown poor stand, yellowing of leaves, and were shorter compared with well-fertilized cane. Without correcting the problem, our results showed significant sugar yield reductions. For example, in 2019, one of our nitrogen trials showed yield reduction due to nitrogen deficiency was more than 30% or equivalent to 1,200 pounds of sugar per acre. Our current recommendation for nitrogen, we usually apply 60 to 120 pounds of nitrogen to avoid deficiency and to, to avoid yield losses. And that actually is refined ver, uh, based on uh, crop age of sugarcane, plant cane versus ratoon, and of course, those that are planted on a heavier textured soil versus those that are planted on a lighter textured soil. So we reinvent things during our research in a way that we use uh, technology 
technology called remote sensor so that we will be able to get a recommendation at a more precise level. And so this is one of the things that um, of my grad student Daniel Forestieri will talk about how the variable rate sensor technology system is working to deliver us the most uh, what he called precise method of applying nitrogen fertilizer in the field. And so uh, with that I'll uh, also uh, introduce to you some of the projects that we're working on combined with this technology. Good morning, my name is Daniel Forestieri and I'm working under the Dobrena Tuvania um, guidance and working on nitrogen management in sugarcane related to uh, soil fertility and also ag precision management practices. Today I will be talking about uh, nitrogen management specifically using variable rate technology. So what is variable nitrogen rate technology? It's basically uh, giving the opportunity producers to take into account the variability, the field variability. And with this technology, we can apply nitrogen only where the, where the, when the cane is needed. So uh, we typically use sensors. Active sensors devices contain a light emitter and a receiver. The emitter emits certain wavelengths of light towards the crop canopy and the receiver measures the light that is reflected by the cane leaf. Inside, the light is converted into an index, which is called NEVI, which means Normalized Different Vegetation Index, and is calculated by the relative absorbance of near-infrared and visible light. Same that I'm showing this uh, equation right here. The value of NEVI range between zero to one. High NEVI values close to 1 indicates vigorous growth, while low NEVI values close to 0 suggest that a crop is in stress or has less green biomass and probably is suffering from nitrogen deficiency. In this system, we use the sensor to monitor K-nitrogen status. It's fast in real time. Since 2008, many researchers led by Dr. Brenda Tuvana, they have been involved doing a great job collecting data. And basically what they did is like, uh, they used a canopy sensor that they collect uh, the NDVI readings coming from the crop canopy. And then in that way, they can use many um, mathematical algorithms, especially to estimate crop yield and also nitrogen response. Together with these components and many others, you're going to have the opportunity to build up your nitrogen algorithm. And basically, um, when the producer is ready, uh, they can come and use these, for example, uh, canopy sensors, and they uh, set their uh, end strip. Nitrogen-rich strip is an area in the field that has to receive enough fertilizer. Typically, in cane, we do it 30 days before the month of April so nitrogen will be not limiting. I have this picture to show you, for example, in the left side, the plants that are growing on the enriched strip are greener compared to the right side, suggesting that a low supply of nitrogen in the soil and more likely sugarcane will respond to nitrogen fertilization. If nitrogen enriched strip is not visible, this suggests enough nitrogen that may be present in the soil. And producers 
should consider reducing the rate of nitrogen fertilizer to be applied. Enriched strip is used in conjunction with a green seeker to determine mid-season nitrogen rates. Okay, so but this enriched strip needs to be set at least uh, 30 days before. Okay, and then you come back to the field and you collect NDVI using uh, your applicator. So with this NDVI readings, um, for example, uh, the NDVI varies between zero and one. When NDVI is close to one, means the plant is healthy. It's, it's, it's very green, so more likely you're gonna apply less nitrogen. And when NDVI is close to zero, means that the plant probably is smaller and pale green, so you may need to apply more nitrogen. The VRT remote sensing system technology on the go means that the sensor collects canopy NDVI and applied nitrogen fertilizer based on the plant needs on real time. That means on the go, you sense and apply at the same time. So the main components of this system are the sensors that they collect the light reflected from the shuriking leaf, followed by the computer and the ray controller that convert the NDVI readings into nitrogen application rates using a nitrogen algorithm that is embedded in a nitrogen rate calculator, which has many components. Some of the most important are yield potential and response index. And then this information is sent to the flow meter and control valve, and then also to the dribble nozzles to dispense the amount of nitrogen that is needed by the cane, following by the disc blades that will cover the row back with soil to prevent any losses. So that's the nature of how you uh, put together a variable rate technology. And you're giving, you know, the opportunity uh, of, uh, for example, farmers and producers to apply nitrogen only where the place that they really need. That's how you compare uniform application. For example, if you have a field uh, producer here in Louisiana, they're variable uh, well, they uniform applied nitrogen in about 100 to 120 units. But what about if your crop only needs 70? So with this technology, you will have opportunity to apply nitrogen only the amount that is needed at the time that is required. The recent project that we are working on is with the Taylor Foundation project. And this is a project that combines many best management practices, including the variable rate remote sensor technology system that Daniel first did discuss. In 2019, we initiated a project funded by the Patrick F. Taylor Foundation, wherein best management practices in sugarcane are being implemented in a sugar model farm located in Napoleonville. In this project, we implement a technology that recommends and delivers nitrogen fertilizer to sugarcane based on needs. This is done with the use of variable rate applicator system using cane canopy remote sensor as our guide. Looking at the entire field, Different rates of nitrogen are distributed instead of having the entire field receiving a uniform rate of nitrogen fertilizer. Increasing fertilizer use efficiency is one thing, but reducing the amount of nutrients coming out from the field is another important task. To minimize nutrient losses, overall soil health needs to be protected. Soil physical properties, specifically the structure, are compromised during field operations such as planting where we need to plow the field 
or during harvesting, where traffic from large tractor tires destroys soil aggregations. The large exposed surface area after planting or during the fallow periods creates an avenue of soil structure destructions from rainfall impact and wind, leaving the field prone to runoff and erosion. So in this project, we introduced cover cropping practice as one way of protecting soil surface and as a long-term effect, builds organic matter that helps in formation of stable soil aggregates. We also implement sweeping of residues instead of the traditional burning approach. Several tons of cane residues are produced after harvesting. Burning is a traditional practice to eliminate the potential problem that residue may bring, such as disease in years where we have warm and wet winter. Sweeping residues off from the bed prevents this problem and at the same time allows those unburned residues to cover the soil surface and with time will result in building up the soil organic matter. Collectively, cover cropping and sweeping off residue will result in reduced nutrients and sediment losses by a runoff and erosion. I want also to emphasize the value of cover croppings apart from this uh, protection of this, the surface of the soil from destruction. Uh, this is also serving as a way by which we can actually scavenge nutrients that would have been lost through leaching when cane is not planted in the field. So basically what we use is that cover crops planted during the fall years or flower period where it takes up some of those nutrients, <coughs> invest that or actually collect that to their biomass system. So upon uh, termination, the biomass that the cover crops produce will release nutrients. That becomes also a way by which we can add nutrients, including nitrogen, to the soil and that eventually we take advantage of for the usage of the next crop, which would be the cane uh, for the next cropping season. With that, I would like to thank, uh, of course, the Taylor Foundation for <clears throat> the funding that provided to run this project and the American Sugarcane League for continuously supporting the team uh, to get all these trials out year after year. And also, we'd like to thank the Sugar Research Station staff for the support that they've been doing year-round to get all this project accomplished.